Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan and I am here today with Chelsea. Sometimes we need video footage of you starting the podcast because it's always like very enthusiastic. I abruptly start it because I just... <laughs> you clap so loud. <laughs> you lean back in your chair. I just it's miss great. Gigi. I wish Gigi was still here. I know. Guys, we only had a commitment from Gigi for one episode. <laughs> she was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> she would have contributed a lot to this one. We want her back. She would have actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you what stuck out to you. Ha <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Guys, here's the secret. Whoever starts the podcast doesn't actually have to have much content. That's why I raced to start it. It's true. And then I just usurped you. <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess, I, I mean, one of the biggest things that is sticking out to me, and we've kind of been processing this before we turn on the recording, but um, one of the things that really sticks out to me is how much Jesus talks about wealth and whenever Jesus talks about wealth, it is not a positive thing. It's like, it's a weight, it's a burden, it's a temptation, it's a it's a millstone, maybe. I don't know. That's actually just misleading little kids. That's the millstone. <laughs> um, but, so when you look at Luke 12, for example, Luke 12, 22 to 34, um, he's telling them not to worry about everyday life. He's telling them that they have enough food, they have enough clothes, Um that God takes care of the ravens, God takes care of the the flowers. The flowers in here, is that a different passage? Oh, no, it's the lilies. Oh, the lilies, Just yeah. Just more specifically the lilies. Um, he right. said, so So this is uh, verse 30, uh, or verse 29. And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he'll give you everything else you need. Like, what did they hear? Uh, I think, I think they heard exactly that. Because it gets worse. <laughs> Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give it to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven, and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. What did they think he meant? What is super, super terrifying to me is that they probably did not think he meant go get Go get degrees and good jobs and make sure that your promotions happen every couple of years. And a Roth is better than a 401k, <laughs> depending on your income. I mean, they probably did not hear that at all because he didn't say that. They didn't know about Roths? <laughs> no. <laughs> or tax code. Um, but I wonder if it, I mean, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you here. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Um, it, it must have been easier for them to hear this, receive it and do it than it is for you and I today in 2021 to hear this, receive it and do it because they did not have as nearly as many possessions as you and I have. Well, I, I, don't, it, even, I don't even want to tell you how many pairs of shoes I have. <laughs> that's probably that's actually, that's actually a pretty easy question for me to answer. <laughs> um, not many. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk but about your hunting supplies. Yeah. Then. I actually don't have much of that either. <laughs> I wish I had more, Okay, which okay. is why You're I'm a so sinful great. fallen being. So Honestly, great. no, I'm not. Um, no. So th- this is the actual thing. Um, it's just, it's very concerning to me because I read these passages and then I think, what if he meant that? Like, what if Jesus is being literal and saying, yeah. sell your stuff and care for people? Well, that would really be a bummer because I have a lot of stuff to sell and I don't want to. Yard sales are so... But I actually just want to keep my stuff. I know, and most kidding. of it's junk. 
Yeah. And most of it has no lasting value. And most of it is not treasures in heaven. And if Jesus is not kidding, and if Jesus actually expects me to do that, I am actually just the rich young ruler who's like, um, nah. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it's a it's a terrifying thought to use your word because you said that before. It is terrifying to be like, am I actually being obedient? Like to the full extent of obedience. And this is not hyperbole for podcast sake. Like this is actually how I feel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just wonder like the people hearing this would not have been super wealthy. And so they would have had very few possessions. And well, so the disciples hearing this, this is exactly what they did. It is it's exactly it's what they the did. The people in the New Testament who honored Jesus with their lives actually did these things. Yes. Okay. I I agree with that, but I'm thinking about like people like um uh who is the like who is the per- the lady of the purple cloth? Yeah. Yeah, there are like examples. Like the New Testament church there used are examples their funds in the New Testament church of people who relied on God. Yeah. And were rich. Yes. Um however, there are far more examples in the New Testament church of people who had very little and trusted God to provide. Right. I mean, Paul made tents, but only because he had to. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I mean, just to, to add to this, I don't know if this is too heavy already, but let's just make it way more. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> so there's this story of this rich fool. Um, basically, he's like, he's a farmer and he's a pretty successful farmer or he's becoming a more successful farmer. And it's like, I know what I'll do. I'll build beer barns. And after that, I'll build bigger barns. And after that, I'll build bigger barns. And it's like, well, you're dumb because you're going to die. And your barns won't matter at all. How, how is that not a shocking condemnation of the way that most of us live our lives? Yeah. Because definitely I'm like, well, you know, we're going to outgrow this house eventually. And then I'll probably need a bigger house. And then hopefully after that, we get a bigger house. And then if we could have woods and a place to put my tree stand, that'd be awesome. See, the hunting is sinful. <laughs> I... Yeah, I mean, so this last verse in that passage, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. I think that's like like an important thing to look at. It sums it all up. Like what is what is our value being put into? Like are we storing up wealth and not actually having a rich relationship with God? Because if that's the case, then that's the problem. Is it possible to do both? Can you store up wealth and have a rich relationship with God? I would argue yes. Tell me more. <laughs> Again, I think that like we see examples of this in the New Testament of wealthy people who are using their wealth to further the kingdom. Um, doesn't mean storing up wealth for yourself, maybe, but using your wealth wisely. So is it, my Roth, is it okay? Should I get rid of it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about besides wealth, or should we just stay on this train? <laughs> it feels very heavy. Sorry, guys. Um, sure. Okay. So I, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, one of the this is also probably heavy. I don't know. Oh no! <laughs> but one of my favorite verses, actually, that Jesus says um, is Luke eleven thirty six. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. The phrase "no dark corners." always sticks out to me. I like, whenever I read that, I have to do a mental check of like, what are my dark corners? Mm. Where am I not like being like floodlighted? The Roth. 
The <laughs> the wealth. Oh no, it circles back. <laughs> Guys, if you're on your way to work this morning, I'm sorry. Maybe turn around, try don't, it, try it over. Don't quit your job because of us. <laughs> Were you going to say something else? Uh, it's unrelated, but the, the Luke 11, 29 to 32, um, it's really interesting to me how often Jesus chooses to use foreign nations and oh, yeah. people uh, to, to really kind of like embarrass the people that he's speaking to. So he talks mm-hmm. about how Nineveh, like the Queen of Sheba is awesome. Nineveh is awesome. They'd be like, no, they are not. <laughs> they are not awesome. What is the sign of Jonah? What's that mean? Um... I'm assuming it's because Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days, and then he emerged and was like, ta-da, here I am. <laughs> but Jonah was not a great dude. This is not all it went. But it is similar to how it went with Jesus. He was in a tomb for three days, and then he was like, ta-da, here that I am. More, that was more ta-da, here I am. And then he was like, ta-da, to 500 people, and then he was like, ta-da, to Saul, but that was a little bit different. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> Luke 11, beginning in verse 14. One day Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. And when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. But some of them said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Others, trying to test Jesus, demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He knew their thoughts, so he said, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I'm empowered by Satan, but if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I'm empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I'm casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when a strong man is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe, until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons, and carries off his belongings." Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest, but when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. As he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, and the breasts that nursed you. Jesus replied, even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. As the crowd pressed in on Jesus, he said, this evil generation keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. What happened to him was a sign to the people of Nineveh that God had sent him. What happens to the Son of Man will be a sign to these people that he was sent by God. The queen of Sheba will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone even greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. The people of Nineveh will also stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. When it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. 
As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you'll be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you love to sit in the seats of honor in the synagogues and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplaces. Yes, what sorrow awaits you, for you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk all over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. Teacher and expert of the religious law said, You have insulted us too in what you just said. Yes, said Jesus. What sorrow also awaits you, experts in religious law, for you crush people with unbearable religious demands and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. What sorrow awaits you, for you build monuments for your prophets and your own ancestors killed long ago, but in fact you stand as witnesses who agree with what your ancestors did. This is what the God in his wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, but they will kill some and persecute the others. As a result, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world, from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you, experts in religious law, for you remove the key to the knowledge to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves, and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus was leaving, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions. They wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do any more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. Yes, he's the one to fear. What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven." And when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before the rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's state with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. 
Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but God feeds them, and you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown to the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world, but your Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock. For it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven will never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.